motherfucking D-O-double-G. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. You know what happened with the D-R-E. Alrighty. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is another late night episode of the committee podcast. This is more like a uh, quiet storm thing. If you want to send in your live requests and, and shout outs to your lover, feel free to call us and we'll uh, get those dedications out to you. But uh, <laughs> anyway, this is, <laughs> this is uh, Marcus Sniffles from Twitter. Uh, this is a committee podcast where we're down a man, but we're man down, man that. down. It's all good. We still got we still got uh, someone else to hold us down. So go ahead and uh, shout yourself out, ma'am. Hey, everybody. Que lo que mi gente. It's me. It's El Chapa. And we're going to be the dynamic duo this week. All right. We're about to show South Breeze what it is to have a positive episode. You positive. Know what I mean? Maybe maybe I won't have to curse anybody out this episode. Let's see how this goes, eh? I mean, you, you, say, you say it's going to be positive, but... In the vein of South Breeze, South Breeze <laughs> likes to complain about things that kids are doing on the internet and mm. viral uh, sensations that are going on. So let's get in, into it. In honor of him, <laughs> I'm going. To, I'm going to take his place for now, and I'm going to start by saying that this Drake in my feelings challenge it's got to stop. You guys are ruining this song, and the dances aren't even that creative, and they're just corny. Like, why are we doing this? Why is everybody? Kiki, do you like, like <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we doing? Like, no one even knows the rest of the song. It's just about Kiki. Do you love me? Cut it out. So I'm not going to lie. When I first saw these little videos about the challenge, it didn't click in my head that it was Drake because I really didn't care for the album. So I didn't give it a second listen. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. So I was like, wait, that is that one song that maybe I would like. And sure enough, out of maybe the three, we have this challenge now. So now it's going to be down to two songs of the album I like. Because this shit is getting annoying already. Just annoying. They're going to ruin this song. The song is fine as it was. But you young millennials, you young whippersnappers in your in your viral tweets and YouTubes <laughs> and gadgets decided to and risking get out their there lives. and start dancing. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people like, jumping out of, jumping out of moving. <laughs> Hey, you're not going to get paid off of retweets. That's what South Breeze would say. You're not getting you. paid for retweets and views. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to make any money from doing this. So stop doing it. Go do something productive. Don't be out here smiling and having a good time. No, this would be the one time I would, I, if he was here, I would actually agree with him because I seen earlier this female, <laughs> she jumped out there in the car and talking to you. Oh, oh, watch me, watch me. Like it's cute. Jumps out on the freeway and she's doing the moves. Now I'll give it to you. She did a good job. I'm not going to lie. Like She was on point. She kept up with the car. And I was like, okay, cool. But all you hear is cars honking. There's trucks honking in the background. Because you know they had to slow down traffic in order for her to do it. And I don't got time to be late to work because your dumb ass wanted to jump out the car to do the Kiki challenge. Gotta, no, thank gotta you. Go, no, gotta thank go viral. You, you got to go viral by any, means necessary. <laughs> by any means necessary. Get these retweets mm. of you. I will like uh, Will Smith, but that's just because he's rich and can pretty much do whatever he wants. And no one's he can do whatever. I'm, I am here for Will Smith. I'm here he's, for it. He's in a whole nother tax bracket, and he is probably the greatest person at Instagram of all time. Like his Instagram is damn near flawless. But moving off of that, 
let's let's get into it's not going to be super serious but it's a little bit of an update of something that we talked about uh a few about uh junior justice for junior yes and he was yes. a kid in new york who was in a bodega and got jumped by some grown men and got drugged out of that bodega and got cut up with knives and machetes and stuff like that and he was able to get away got to a hospital unfortunately he died in the hospital but apparently there's been some updates from um that sad situation so i'm gonna go over for that um yeah so you know we talked about this before this was definitely a long one of my longest winding it out something that's near and dear to so many people's heart because this story just touched everybody um so moving on past that the Justice for Junior hashtag has really just been serving its purpose, not just by capturing the guys who were part of the gang, who did the killing, and, you know, serving that justice as far as putting them in jail. I don't know if anybody's seen the little footage of them or the photos of the killers in jail crying like little babies. Um, no pity, no mercy. They're getting theirs. But now, taking a step further, the state of New York legislative have actually passed a law which will now protect the call of the Junior's Law. And that'll not protect minors from any sort of uh, illegal activity, so to speak, that happen inside of these smaller stores, bodegas, markets, and such. So, for example, that's the reason why this is such a big deal. Now, a lot of people were upset with the bodega owners, including myself. Some people try to justify it. You feel how you feel about their actions and their role that they played or didn't play because they didn't do anything. And that's exactly where this law stems from. The fact that this kid was being dragged and he came. And there's a, there's a clip of the video, which unfortunately I saw, which I didn't want to see the whole video, and I still haven't. But he jumps over the counter to hide behind, and it, for a second it looks like the owner's pushing him away. And, but then he ends up sliding past wow. the owner to make it still down there. And um, at that point, that's when I stopped. I couldn't watch, so I swiped. And I'm going to, I mean, obviously we know what happened, so he wasn't safe back there either. Somewhere, somehow they got to him, um, and they dragged him out. So with that being said, that bodega has been closed down. People, people in New York, they were not playing those games. People came from all over, from Connecticut, from Jersey, nearby states, to, you know, rally around that bodega and make sure it got shut down. And it was with the quickness. And now we're happy to report that, like we said, they have Junior's Law, which will not protect, you know, young minors from anything happening to them inside such stores so that way they're protected. These store owners, they do have a role. They do have a role. They said that they don't, or they said they tried to do what they were supposed to do or what they could do. They could have done more, and this situation was just proof of that. So how, there's the update. How, how old was uh, Junior when he when he was murdered? Did they give out his age? I know he was a minor, but did they have exactly how old he was? I believe, was he 17? 15 or 17? I'm drawing a blank. I think the girl might have been 15 which is what the story stems behind as far as a little, the girl was supposed to be a little sister. It was supposed to sex tape that was going around. That's where the mistaken identity came from. Cause they thought he was the one in the video and one of the brothers were part of that game. He was either 15 or 17. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pull a South breeze and I'm going to play devil's advocate. So do now it. what do we do if this same exact thing happens and Junior is not 17, but he's 18, and he's considered still outraged at the bodega owner because at this point, the law that Junior's law is essentially stating that you only have to help minors, so anybody under the age of 18. So if something like this were to happen to an adult, 
how are people reacting to it? If it's the same exact thing, like you have an 18 year old, sure. like, you know, going to the owner for help and, and the owner's like, hey, man, I, I got nothing for you. And he's getting drugged out. He's getting, you know, whatever happens. Like, how are we reacting to that? But I think that's what this situation, the positive that comes out of Junior's situation is the fact that it sheds light on people's just role as bystanders. You know what I mean? Like, you say something, you can say something, you can do something. Whether he's 16, 17, 13, 25, like the killers were. It doesn't, at that point, age shouldn't play a part. Um, because he was a minor, I think that's why they're they're really harping on it. Because minors, you know, they can't protect themselves, defend themselves. I mean, some can, but that's the way that society looks at it. And sure, I'm with it. Protect the young people. I get that. But I think that no matter what, with this law being passed and this situation even happening, even if it's outside of New York, it's gonna shed light to where people are gonna want to step up. They're gonna feel something to be like, all right, maybe I can do something. Those boys, they got owners. They could have at least called the cops or done something, locked the doors or whatever. They did it. I can. We've seen this happen before. I, I do think it's fair that as an owner of an establishment, you, I feel like you kind of are responsible for the people inside your business. Like people can, people, things can happen. Like, you know, fights can break out, but I feel like you have some sort of responsibility as the owner to at the very least get that fight out of there or at least protect somebody. And and to be fair, like I don't, I didn't really watch the video because I don't like, I don't watch videos like that no more. Like I'm just, I can't watch videos of people getting killed for no reason. Um, but if you have, I don't know what the bodega owner looked like, a young guy, or if he was like an in shape guy. I don't know if he's some old decrepit guy, or he, he might have, it might have been a lady that was. He was healthy enough. He drinks his drinks on Fridays. He likes his yeah. mango. He likes all that Dominican sachets <laughs> and all that shit. Like. He's fine. He probably has a clogged artery. He doesn't know it yet, but he can still handle his own. Yeah, I will say just just to be fair to to bodega owners or owners of any establishment, I feel like if you have the ability to help, then you should. If you're if you got a cane and a walker and you got a you know you're on a breathing machine, like I don't feel like you should be you should have to do something. If you don't, you shouldn't get in trouble because it's like you're not physically able to. But if you're physically able to help. Mm -hmm. Especially, especially a minor, you should definitely try to get in there and try to help out because I feel like that. That's at least make the call. At least make the call, yeah. man. This kid with his next slash ran a few blocks up to get to the hospital. He got himself to the hospital. He he fought. He yeah. fought. Give him, Unfortunately, give him a ride or something. Something, something. Por lo menos, you could have just picked up the phone and called the cops. You can't tell me. That there's not cops riding around over at 181st or wherever. Like, I know it wasn't 181st, but you get my point. Like, they in yeah. the Bronx. This is NYPDs everywhere, especially in the summertime. Especially in the summertime, because they know that's when the criminal activities step up. Especially to areas like the bodegas. They're getting robbed all the time at gunpoint and things like that. Not to say that's normal, that's okay, but they're around. They could have done something. They could have at least called the cops and not shoved this kid try to push him away from that counter when he was trying to hide. Well, New York is a different kind of place because, like, New York, they don't care about anything around them. Like, they're pretty much focused on what they got to do. And as, as sad as it is, like, there's plenty of people that probably walk past this kid that's bleeding out of his neck and got stabbed and just like, that's none of my business. I got to do what I got to do. I got stuff I got to do. I'm on my way to do this, to do that, to, you know, I'm going here. Now, I think if something like this were to happen in a different 
area of the country, I, I kind of think there would have been a different result. I don't know if that's, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm bashing New York as a, as a, I mean, state, I feel a type of way right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I feel, no, I, I just would, feel like if that, uh, I, I would agree. I would agree to that. I, I think, I mean, as New Yorkers, we do stick with one another. I mean, just look at how the community came together real quick after a situation happens to serve that justice for him. So there's not, I mean, it's not filled with bad people. If people see stupid shit happens, they go over to defend people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not completely like 1980. But the point of the matter is, if this would have been a different neighborhood where society in that neighborhood is a little bit different, the mentality in that neighborhood is a little bit different, that store owner would have been quick. The first thing they would have done was call the cops. This one didn't. Yeah, to not even call the cops is a bad look. But I, I just think, you know, just in this day and age, a lot of people are more of the, you know, it's not really affecting me. Let me just kind of back away. Let me, it's not bothering me. I don't have to do anything. Like, you know, it's the same thing happened with the uh, the triple X rapper. Like he got, he got shot mm-hmm. in his car. People, instead of calling for help or calling the police, they took out their phones and, and recorded it. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a tragedy that this kid had to die like that. And based on the stories I read, he died for no reason. Like they killed the wrong No person. reason. Like, no they reason. Going, they're going after somebody else. So yeah, at least something good came out of it. At least they changed some laws and tried to, and they're, and they're trying to make some things better. But I guess we're going to try to, we're going to try to move to a light. Light in the mood, light in the mood. We're going to try to, <laughs> we're going to try a little bit. And I'm going to, I got an issue with the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Speak now, on it. This is, this is something I didn't really realize that had happened until I, I apparently on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Denzel Washington does not have his own star. Now, that doesn't I would make, make sense. the argument. Okay. I would, I would, I would make the argument that Denzel is the greatest actor of all time. I would make that argument, and I feel like his filmography up, up in that. Uh, if you Valid. if you start from his if you look at his career from from the start of his career when he really got on, say starting in the 90s, when he did No Better Blues, you got Malcolm X, you got Philadelphia, Crimson Tide, uh, Courage Under Life, Training Day, The Bone Collector, The Siege, Remember the Titans, John Q, Antoine Fisher. At a time like he's done all these great movies, he's had all these iconic roles, iconic lines. He's opened the door for a lot of actors of color, not just men, but also women. He's he's helped to put on like uh, Viola Davis and um, mm-hmm. Old Girl from Training Day. I'm I'm drawing a blank on her name. Um, let me get it. The uh, the Hispanic chick. She's married. Eva to... Mendes. Yes, Eva Mendes. She's been in, she's mm-hmm. been in like two of two of his movies. So for. The Hollywood Walk of Fame to not have a star with Denzel Washington's name on it is frankly embarrassing and it's shameful and they need to do something about it. Now, what they're saying, the reason that he doesn't have a star right now is because Bullshit. of scheduling, sc- scheduling issues. They haven't been able Wow. They haven't been able to get Denzel to come to the Hollywood Walk of Fame to present him with a star. Stop for it. me, if if I were them, if I'm the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I'm getting a star ready. I have a star already there. It's roped off. It's got his name on it. 
and it's just covered up and whenever Denzel feels it's gonna be there. I don't wanna have to, you know, finally get on get on uh the same page with Denzel and be like, okay, well now we gotta go make your star. No. Denzel no. is I would I would also make the argument that Denzel has I, I'm, I'm, you know, say what I'm it, gonna say. say it. I'm gonna say, say it with my chest. I'm gonna say it with my chest. Denzel Washington has never made a. He's never made a bad movie. Never made. Since, I would agree. Since, since 1990, when he's when he did No Better Blues, because everything before that was like little small bit parts and indie type films. But since 1990 up to now, 2018, I'm willing to say Denzel Washington has never made a bad movie. Now. He's made movies that aren't great. He's made okay movies, but he's never made a bad movie. Bad movie. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of actors that can't say that. There's a lot. I see a trailer and I see Denzel Washington is in it. Instantly, I'm going. Instantly. I don't need to finish watching it. I don't need to do my research about the movie. Do I care? I don't even go to the movies like that, to be honest with you. I see Denzel Washington in it. I'm okay. I'm there. No questions asked. That's like, no brainer. Dude is an icon. And... And it's 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 stupid for them to not have a star. Like they should just have a ceremony for the star, and then have a separate ceremony for when Denzel Washington feels like being there. Because honestly, whenever Denzel shows up is when he shows up. Like he's on his own time. He's the greatest actor of all time. If he's not the greatest actor of all time, he's on the Mount Rushmore. So he's top four. And he's not four. And he's probably not three. I don't think he's two. He's number one. Now. Some people that already do have a star on the Walk of Fame. Bill Cosby. (laughs) Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the current president of the United States all have stars. Scandal, 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 scandal. So for y'all... But they took away Bill Cosby, no? I mean, maybe. But, I mean, can they? I don't think they can. I don't see... You can't you erase ghosts, Dad. <laughs> it's probably been defaced a couple of times. I'm sure. Then the thing is, then they just released um, the names for the 2019 like stars who are going to be receiving their stars. So the celebrities who are going to be receiving their stars. So we're already planning a year out. You may tell me over all these years, you couldn't plan properly with Denzel Washington. Really? Not to say he's not a big I see man, Denzel at Laker games. But shit. He's at Laker games all the time. Like, I'm pretty sure you guys could, could pick a day. He could, hey, whenever you're ready, we're ready. We have the star ready. Just pick a day and we'll do it. Um, But I did get see that link schedule. that you sent over. Let's say Get on your schedule. Um, that link that you sent over as far as like the top 10 or just 10 black stars without their stars in the Hall of Fame. And I saw the queen's name there. Beyonce, that's right. Beyonce doesn't have a star. She has a star with Destiny's Child, so all of them have their star. But that doesn't count. As an individual, as profound as Beyonce is, as much of a queen that Beyonce is, as much as she's shutting shit down in France right now, two shows to include with the one and only first lady in my heart, Michelle Obama being there in the audience with Miss Tina Lawson. Listen, you mean to tell me that she doesn't get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? They're late. It's hard to even acknowledge. They're fucking late on that, bro. They're, they're late on that. They're so late. They need to step it up. It's embarrassing. Like, how do you even acknowledge 
a walk of fame if you don't have Beyonce or Denzel Washington. Jay Z as well. Look at me forgetting about Jay. Look at me forgetting about Jay. (laughs) Jay Z as well. My bad. (laughs) Yes. What do you mean? What do you mean? And these and these are probably the best people at what they do. Like if you look at actors, you look at performers, singers. Those two are at the top of their game, and they're probably they're gonna go down as the greatest in their fields. So I don't um, see until how. The walk... No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, until the Walk of Fame gets their shit together, they're canceled. I'm with you. Yep, cancel culture. Listen, we're holding it down. I don't see how Donald Trump has a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He was a reality star, so to speak, sure, but he more so, you know, EP'd it, uh, executive produced. He's a well-known businessman, but there's plenty of other ones. Not sure how he has a star. There's a few other people that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, That's just the easiest one to talk about. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I but Beyonce doesn't. I wouldn't consider him a star. It doesn't make sense. No, I wouldn't consider not, him a not star. Not at that caliber. Not at that caliber. Because what is the talent? You feel me? Like, what's the talent? Uh, <laughs> Confused. Crickets, I crickets. mean, I have, I have no idea what his uh, actual talent is when it comes to uh, being a star. So, uh, walk of, Hollywood Walk of Fame, get your shit together because this is this is canceled. ridiculous. Next, canceled. If I ever go there, if I ever go there, and I don't see Denzel Star out there or Beyonce Star, we're gonna have a problem. I'm gonna come see somebody. I'm gonna get a sharpie and write it in myself. Ooh, but, I'll, I'll help you. I'll cover for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So <laughs> now that the uh, now that the Hollywood Walk of Fame is now canceled, let's talk about Young Carmen Carrera. Now this is something mm. that you said. This is something you said to us, so I'm gonna let you go ahead and go off on this one. Okay, so Carmen Carrera, um, she just scrolled up on my timeline earlier today, and I'm like, her face looks so familiar, and I couldn't quite grasp it. And I'm looking at her IG, and I'm like, she's gorgeous, killing it. Her body's amazing, and I'm just going on. I'm like, oh, she's part of Wilhelmina Models. That's a big deal. I think they used to have a reality show. Maybe that's where I know her from. But most importantly, she's a transgender model. Yep, we're keeping a conversation going from last week. And why this is so profound and why I chose her to talk about this week, more importantly, is because of her story. Um, and she even talks about, I mean, Salt Breeze will listen, but as far as this question last week with being transgender or being a part of sports and, you know, how difficult that is and as far as being a competitive, uh, you know, athlete and things like that. She actually talked about it in a, a quick little clip in her Instagram stories. If you guys want to check her out, it's uh, Carmen Carrera on IG. And she just talks about, you know, just even within, she's into jujitsu and all these other athletes. And just, she wants to do more sports-related things. And not to say she's an athlete, like, as her title, she's still a model. But even just within that, modeling as athletic gear, having a hard time just doing that because she's transgender. Even though you would never tell. You would never tell. I'm telling you, she probably tricked a lot of y'all. Um, when I sent it to you, <laughs> did you get tricked? <laughs> Let me laugh. He got tricked. He got tricked. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I got tricked. I didn't really. Sorry. I looked at the picture. I was like, I was like, oh, she's cute. Like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I, it is what it is. Her I guess. Legs, legs for days. Like, she got it. Um. 
But she just even talks about that. And she's like, there's no magic pills where it's like, oh, I take this pill, now I'm a woman. And now I have all these women features and now I'm a women athlete and all these other things. Like, there's still a lot of work that goes behind it. And I think that's a, a topic that, you know, other people don't understand, which is why there's such a big hoopla around transgender people, you know, within sports and, you know, oh, if they're, they're naturally a male, you're, of course, you're going to be running circles around these females if you transition to become a female, which is also something that Ivan did talk about a little bit as far as just there's a lot of hormones that we take. There's a lot of other ways that our bodies are reacting. And with Carmen, she talked about it a little bit further as far as it's, it's not easy. The transition itself is not easy. Your body is changing completely. And, you know, when it comes to sports and just being an athlete, there's no magic pill. There's no nothing that says, okay, you can keep this part of what you had before, you know, this part of your muscles and now this. Like, no, you have to, you're reforming. Um, so you guys can check her out on IG. And this is all part of this whole story that AT&T is doing called Turn Up the Love. There's a whole video is with her. You're going to see other um, trans, uh, what do you call them? Not trans people, but uh, activists. There we go. Uh, people like Shangela, if you watch RuPaul's uh, Drag Race, I love it. And that, that was, I think, season three. And Shangela is just not fair because she's beautiful as a woman. And then you see her in her normal wear, like dressed like a dude. And in my opinion, still very much hot. So that's not fair. Anyway, um, if you guys want to check that out, AT&T is doing a turn up the love. They have their video on their Instagram page. It's part of a big festival that they're doing. Pretty sure they stole this from us. Pretty sure. They just have the money. <laughs> You're talking about AT&T, the phone company also, right? Yes. They they stole this from us. They saw our See, Instagram I, post. I, I, are they doing this on, on TV? Because I, I, I don't think I've seen this. Mm, I don't know. The festival hasn't happened yet. It's later this month. Um, I think it's next weekend or so. But I did see it also advertised on Instagram. If you guys check it out there, I'm sure it's probably advertised like, on Twitter. Like, like she said, we, we did discuss uh, um, trans issues with on, the, on, the, on our previous episode with Ivan. And And a lot of representation in media and movies and TV, uh, writers' rooms, directors' chairs, producer chairs, or, or whatever. And we we spoke briefly on a movie that uh, Gift Queens women crush every day. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> she decided she wanted to uh, sign on to play the role of a transgender man, and. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, she honestly, she should have saw this coming. Like she, you got to know that people are not going to go with this, and it's not. It's uh, it's because you're not a transgender person that yeah. people are upset. It's also your history of doing these things because, like we said before, you took a role of a of an Asian woman, and you are not mm -hmm. Asian. You took that role from somebody, and you pretty much ruined a pretty good story franchise or whatever whatever plans they had for ghost in the show were ruined because you accepted that role now to be to be fair to scarlett johansson she didn't offer herself this role she didn't yep she didn't write this role she didn't you know produce it she didn't do anything she just she didn't direct she, it she, she, no she didn't direct it she probably auditioned for it and they offered it to her she said yes 
I think there is, I think more blame needs to go to the producers, the, the casting mm-hmm. directors, the writers. Mm-hmm. I think they also deserve some blame. But in this day and age, we don't really know them like that. We know the actors, we know the actresses, they put their faces out there. And this is this is strike two for Scarlett Johansson. And I know and I know Gift Queen was all like, you know, that, well, maybe this doesn't count because she turned it down eventually, but it took a lot of mm-hmm. Twitter, like a lot of people, she got Twitter do your thing out here and and gave yes. up the role essentially. <laughs> so it's it's not the fact that she gave up the role because she felt like it was the right thing to do. It was a thing where, okay, there's a lot of pressure on me to not do this. I don't want this movie to to be a failure like Ghost in the Shell was. There's a lot of people already upset with me. I don't mm-hmm. want to mess up my Marvel money. You know what I'm saying? Like she's got yeah, her yeah. own movie coming out. So I mean I get it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you props for doing the right thing after you did the wrong thing. You're only doing the right thing because you got pressured into it. And people were about it. So I've definitely been playing devil's advocate because, like you said, she's not alone as far as where you're going to point the blame. Um, I honestly, I feel as though she's gunning for an Oscar. I put it on Twitter and I'm going to say here, I think she's gunning for an Oscar or or some sort of major award, maybe a Sag, whatever. Um, and by doing these, these roles and you're transforming yourself, so you have to think you're challenging yourself as an actor. And that's what she wants to do. And the more you do that, the more recognized you are within you know, your community, which is Hollywood. And that's how you're recognized more. Her doing a role like this is probably going to be one of the more challenging roles that she's ever done. So that would be a good look for her personally. Um, and that's all that would be. That's just her personally, you know, advancing. And that's cool. You got to look out for yourself. However, when you also take on a role like this, you're not doing this for personal matters. When you take on this role, projecting to be a trans male you are now representing the trans community you have there's like a certain there's a responsibility whenever you're going to play a role like this where you're you're going to be representing a whole community and that's why i think she wasn't just thinking fully and like you said she got pressured into dropping out eventually i think she did so at a good time if she would have waited any longer it would have been even worse and i think she did so Gracefully, it was a very well scripted PR letter tweet and everything that she sent out. Um, I don't know if she was completely ignorant or she was just caught up so much in her own shit to where, like I said, she was gunning for herself to where everybody got at her on Twitter. And then it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I did yeah, fuck I'm, up. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not willing. I'm not willing to give her a pass just because the director of Ghost in the Shell was the director of this movie also. So it's like, that's both of y'all, mm. you know, y'all both, you're doing it again. You're so doing I, it again. it's hard for yeah, me to yeah, give yeah. another pass. So, okay. I mean, ho- I hopefully did, at this point. Did you, did you see the video um, from other like trans actors and directors and producers who were reacting to her stepping down? And they had a completely different outlook. I'm like, why are we so upset? They were excited. They were celebrating. Not in the sense like she dropped out, cool, but in the sense that by her doing so, it really is opening up the door for a transgender actor to come in and take that role. Um, So they were all very much excited. Let me tell you, the people in that video, I was like, bitch, 
I don't know. They had they had like, <laughs> they had me like guessing myself like fuck like what am I doing wrong? Uh, but anyway, yeah. So they, it was interesting to see their reaction um, and just how emotional too that they got from hearing the news as far as her stepping down. They're like, finally, finally we could get our leg in. We're not trying to take over and dominate Hollywood unless you know you let us type thing. You know, like but how they're gonna go as far as they want, but to just have a a say in how this is going to go. I stay in the roles, just have a small part on set, something to inch their way in because they're actors too. They got talent too. Yet you're, mm-hmm. you're giving it away to a cis actor and it's like, okay, they're talented too. You're not going to take that away from them. But this is, this is kind of like our thing. It's like our role. Like we could do it. I feel like there's, should... there's anything that we could do. We could do it. I feel like that was their reaction. They able to do that one. Kind of. They should be yeah. able to do that one. Yeah, yeah. So so hopefully um, yeah. the hopefully this whole Scarlett Johansson thing doesn't take away from uh, this movie the movie in itself. Hopefully they give a uh, a trans person a, a fair chance, like at least a shot to show what they can do. Hopefully the yeah. movie does well now that they have like people. And this is what I was talking about on the last episode with Ivan. Like people were saying, like, hey, you know, are we sure that people want to watch? movies with trans right. trans people and Here i feel it like is. if they get Here a trans if they get a trans actor for this role and they do a good job people are going to start looking for more of that stuff because we as consumers we want something else there's yeah. nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with getting a little bit of diversity out here by the outrage of her just accepting the role yeah. you, that already showed interest like okay we're ready for something fucking different why is she doing this and it's not shade to her. It just, well, this is the second time doing it with the same director, but let's just pretend for a second. You know, like, we're ready. I'm going to include myself in that statement because I'm ready to see something different too as a consumer. It would be, nice. it would be, a, it would be a good change of pace. But uh, it would be. Speaking, of, speaking of change of pace, working Ooh. on my transitions. Okay, we're gonna okay, talk where are we about, going? We're going to talk about this video that popped up on uh, on Twitter about this. And we're going. We're we're which gonna one, let's put one? on our let's put on our racist podcast hats. Oh yay! <laughs> Apparently there was there was this young lady, this young Puerto Rican woman. She Puerto was wearing. A, she, she was that had the uh, the Puerto Rican flag on it, and she was at a like a park, and she had a little uh, like gazebo area picnic table. She had an area rented out that she paid for for her yep. and her. Family got the permit. To enjoy, got the permit. permit. They there illegally. That's right. Because we know, because we know, if you ain't got a permit, they're gonna call the cops <laughs> on you. But she they had her call. permit. That's right. She had she her paperwork. Ready. She see what happened. And uh, yeah, she came ready. So while she's doing this, a a person of Caucasian descent had an mm. issue with that and stated that you know, you know, why are you wearing a shirt with a Puerto Rican flag on it? Why aren't you wearing a shirt with an American flag on it? Why mm. aren't you, you know, celebrating America? And he said, the world isn't going to change America, which that stood out to me, the fact that he said that because... He what said, what? I'm sorry, world? what was that? He's, he said, the world is not going to change America. Oh, okay. That's right. Meaning... What he meant by that? But uh, it's just it's another bad look for for this guy, and he was, I think he was pretty drunk. I'm pretty sure he was intoxicated, 
and he was just ranting and raving, getting in her face, getting in her personal space, telling her that's that, what know, upset me the most. Yeah, telling her, you know, you shouldn't be repping, you know, Puerto Rico. You should be representing, you know, the United States, even though Puerto Rico is a United States territory, but whatever, facts don't matter. Facts don't matter. <laughs> but, uh, after, after, and this, this happened like a, a day or two ago, this guy was arrested for um, harassment and a hate crime. was it? Two, two felony charges. That was two felony two. charges. Yes, I love now, it. Now, you can you can go back and you can watch this video. And while you watch this video, you will also see a police officer in the background. And mm-hmm. this police officer is doing nothing. Absolutely While this nothing. man is going off on this on this woman for no reason. She is in her own place, her own space that she paid for. And that's that's not what america represents and it's it's seeing this stuff is getting annoying and it's embarrassing people across the world are laughing at us and they're shaking their heads at us like the more the more technology the more camera phones the more viral videos that go out the more people are starting to realize well not starting to realize how much despise people of color for no reason it, it doesn't make any sense the thing with this story, and it's like, okay, we keep repeating ourselves. The story is like this. This isn't one of those, um, you know, like, kiki challenges where you can tell people are doing shit for clout. This is, like, these are real-life people who believe in the fact that Puerto Rico isn't a part of the U.S. and people who are Puerto Rican don't belong here. And if you're of color, you don't belong here. And just who are literally in your face that flat out do not like you. And are harassing you for one one thing that you can't change, um, and two for something that that's just fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. The thing that pissed me off the most about this video is the fact that he kept confronting her like he was about to hit her, like he was literally upset, getting in her face, getting in her face. She's asking, she's pleading this police officer for help. Sir, can you help me? Sir, can you help me? What the fuck are you there to do? I thought you were there to do protect and serve. Last I checked. Last I checked, that's part of your fucking duties. And you was literally just standing there until her brother, her brother-in-law, whoever that man was, part of her family comes up to defend her because he saw that man kept getting in her face like he's trying to get him to back up. Now suddenly, the guy who's being racist, now he wants to help from the cops. And now you see the cops wanted to move, sir, sir, sir. No, sir, sir, nothing. Sir, sir, nothing. You have this stupid-ass motherfucker getting in her face. Getting in her face, ready to attack her over stupid shit. Let me tell you something. That little jersey, that shirt she had, I've had one of those before. You can't tell me. Go to New York the end of June. Yes, everybody, or beginning of June, everybody's getting ready for the Puerto Rico Day festivities. And you go out to Highland Park in Brooklyn. You just go out, you know, downtown if you want to go to downtown. Like, everybody's Puerto Rican in New York the month of June. Everybody's wearing their flag. I'm not even going to exactly. touch on the fact that everybody... You already said it. Every time I see this article online, they're like, dash, dash, even though Puerto Rico is a territory of the U.S. Because everybody, for whatever fucking reason, forgets. Um, But most importantly, we just wrapped up, well, today's Sunday, we just wrapped up the Copa Mundial, the, the World Cup. Big fucking deal. Since this started however many months ago, it feels like, you have people repping every jersey of every country, countries nobody ever heard of, Uruguay. You have people wearing all types of jerseys from everywhere. 
Nobody's getting in their faces about that. Nobody. Nobody got nothing to say. She's wearing a shirt with the Puerto Rican flag on it. And suddenly you're upset. Now, take it a step further. That police officer, I believe, was already, like, suspended or some shit. Like, an investigation has opened up on him as far as his role in the situation. I read he, I read he resigned. He ended up resigning? Mira pa' ya. Ay, que bueno. Yeah. Good. Good. He needed to. Because you don't, you're not doing the job. If you can't do the job, you got to go. No matter what your job is. If you don't know how to fry those fries right, you got to go. I don't want no cold-ass fucking fries that are half frozen. If you can't do the shit right, you could go. If you can't go out there to protect and serve me, you can go. Exactly. Like, I feel like for me personally, every day, hoping that someone like that gets in my face with that kind of racism. Because I, I mean, you just got to uppercut that nigga, man. Like, for real. Like, so, okay. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's, a, that's a freebie. That's a freebie. Okay, so, and, uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, it's a freebie. So you say that until I've been in that situation. Shout out to New Orleans for giving me every single situation of racism. Oh, hang on, hang say. on. We're, we're, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I'm going to I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you okay. go off. I'm going to let you Ooh, go off. Because I'm hot. I'm but hot. I'm hot. <laughs> here's, here's my thing. Like, every, every day I wish someone like that would be that overtly racist to me to the point where if anybody were to see me deck this fool, they'd be like, yeah, he had that coming. Or I wish I could go into any kind of major establishment like, you know, McDonald's or, you know, Starbucks or anything. And they do something racist to me because I'm going to sue the shit out of y'all. I'm going to take yeah. all your money and it's going to be, you know, welcome to McDonald's. That's how much I'm going to sue you for. I'm going to change the name, the name of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had anything that overtly racist happen to them um my mine wasn't that it was more like you know it was more like that you know racist but i've never had anybody just overtly in my face talking that craziness so and we're gonna we're gonna smoothly smoothly transition into the uh, wine and out segment because I'm sure Elle has a lot to say. Okay, so ladies and gents, more ladies and gents, um, this week's wine is gonna be Relentless Earth. It's a cab. I actually I tweeted about this earlier this week when I was enjoying my wine on a Thursday because yes, I do enjoy wine every day whenever I feel like it. Um, this one's coming out of California, Santa Barbara Vineyards. What I would say about this, this is such a traditional red California wine. Like, it's not a red blend or anything like that. But as far as it hitting the, the cab nose, the earthiness, the texture, the boldness, it's all there. But it's still somewhat that subtleness, that subtle light, if that makes sense, as California reds tend to be. Um, it's really smooth. It goes down well. I enjoyed this with some salmon, um, which most people are like, seafood, white wine, red meat, red wine, sure. But that's not a real rule. I learned that in Italy. It's not a real rule. Fake news. Uh, But this is a 14.5%, so I promise you, you're going to like it. Just give yourself a glass. You'll be fine. Now, this is what I wish I had when I arrived to New Orleans. Actually, before I arrived to New Orleans, because... My New Orleans experience with fucked up people started from the plane. Yeah. Yeah. 
so here's this guy. I felt like he was checking me out. So I was feeling a type of way, right? I was like, okay, you know, whatever. He looks like he's my age. You know, he got mileage points uh, and shit. And uh, then, so I finally get to the point where I'm boarding and I'm waiting. He's like, oh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, a little small talk. You know, blah, blah, blah. Cool, cool. And then he was like, oh, I really love your hair. And I said, thank you. And he goes, yeah. And then he goes, is it real? Can I touch it? As he's already going Ooh. towards my hair, touching my hair. Oh, I was like, no. yeah, it's real. Because I'm like, low-key offended. Like, bitch, right? So, yeah, it's real. Whether I was wearing my wig or not that day, I'm going to say it's real. Yes, I have a wig. Anyway. So, I'm like, yeah, it's real. And he goes, yeah. And then he goes, and he actually tugs on my hair. Look at me, Marcus. No. Marcus, no. he tugs. Don't do he that. He tugs on my hair. Don't do that. He tugs on my hair. And I'm like, what? I was such in shock. I felt so violent. I was caught off guard. Completely caught off guard. I was not ready for that. And I was like, are you serious? And he was just like, yeah. He goes, oh, it is real. And I was like, son. I was like, um, I said, yeah, luckily for you, I told him. And I was just so mad. I couldn't really think of like a quick, you know, comeback, right? I was so in the moment. And, but all the women around me did. Shout out to the women on my flight going <laughs> going from Dallas to New Orleans because they, they went real quick. Uh-uh. No, you didn't. <laughs> even like, even, you know, the Caucasian women. She was like, oh, oh, wow. we crossed the line. Yes. But I tell you, like, we wow. rallied. Oh, women's unite. Okay. We feminists out here. Look. So the ladies had my back because I was in such a such a state of shock. And throughout the flight, I slept. Um, but when I got off, like it was bothering me because I felt like I should have told him more. You know? Like it was just bothering me. I knew I would not sleep if I don't tell this man something. So we're about to get off the flight. He's in the front in the front. Uh, <laughs> duh, that's where the front is. But you know, like towards the front of the plane, um, I guess it's for like uh, accessibility, like for wheelchairs and stuff. Like there's that that space, there's that part. He was by the first row, so I pulled my ass over and went to that space. So I invaded his space, and I was like, "Let me tell you something." And he was like, "Oh, what's up?" He was, "Uh oh, uh oh." I was like, "Yeah." I said, "It's still real, by the way." And then wow. he goes, "Oh yes." Yeah. So, so he starts laughing. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it is." And I said, well, "Let me be clear on my statement. As far as you're lucky, it's real. Because had I had my wig on, we would have been scrapping right here Oof. still." And he was like. Oh, yeah. And then, like, him and his, his co-worker, who was a black female sitting across the hall, uh, across the road, she's like, oh, I can't believe he did that. I couldn't believe him when I heard him say that. I'm like, he's a mess. Like, you're crazy, Jorge. Yes, I said it. Jorge. Jorge. Come on. Jorge. Come on. You fucking know better. You know better. Like, eso no se hace. You don't do that. You don't touch... First of all, and it's like you invaded my privacy. And I am well known. Anybody who knows me, who's been around me, like, no, don't touch me out of nowhere. My personal bubbles, my bubble, especially my hair. I've swatted so many hands. So I was like mad with myself, kind of, because I'm like, I let him get to my hair, you know? Like, oh, normally I catch that, but I didn't catch it. I'm not mad it's at myself for him being a prick. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a prick. He's a prick. And after that, when I saw him, he was like, um, and I thought he goes, oh, yeah, we would have been scrapping. I said, yeah, we would have been scrapping. I'm like, you don't do that. You know better. You don't do that. And he was like, yeah, he goes. And then the the girl was like, oh, yeah, he's he's, he's an asshole. Jorge could be an asshole. He was like, yeah, I'm an asshole like that sometimes. I'm like, clearly, I fucking see that. And at that point, I realized you can't argue with stupid. So I said, I'm going to just get off my flight and enjoy New Orleans. 
So I thought part two. This winded out is a long one, guys. I'm gonna hey, just go yeah. there. Because you know, y'all saw me get on Twitter, y'all saw me make my little videos on Instagram. Like we going there. This is the moment. So part two. Now I already check into the hotel, doing all that, uh, waiting for my best friend to land. So I'm like, all right, let me go to the store. I'm thinking it's like a restaurant type thing. It was like a bowling alley, but it was cute. I'm going to go get me a po' boy and a beer, which I love about New Orleans. It's kind of like Vegas where you could drink out in the street. And one thing I ended up learning about New Orleans is that the restaurants close earlier than the bars. So you got more drunk people than anything else, which pertains to this story because that's exactly what I dealt with waiting for my po' boy. Here's this man, this big-ass man. He looked Hispanic to me, quite honestly, but I don't know. I don't know him. He's obviously belligerent. He's drunk. I'm waiting on my sandwich. Like, that's all I want is my poor boy. I want to get the fuck out of here. I was already feeling uncomfortable. This, them streets are way too dark for me to be out there not knowing where I'm at with a little battery. So here he is going off. What are you? He, what are you? And I'm just like... Yeah, he hit me with the, what are you? I'm like, oh. He goes, you look like you're some kind of Spanish. Oh, my God. I was like, well, I am. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, what are you? Are you you that Puerto Rican? As a matter of fact, I am Puerto Rican. How can I help you, sir? And he's just like, yeah. um, You know, you know them Puerto Ricans, you know, you're not, you're from Puerto Rico, that's not here in the U.S. That's its own island. You want to call yourself a territory, but you're not really, you're not a citizen. Like, Puerto Ricans are not citizens. And that's why I'm like, really? Like, am I really experiencing this? Like, what the fuck is going on? I feel like the Twilight Zone. And I'm looking back at the men behind the counter. And they're there. And they, they interject, you know, they're trying to, like, get his attention so he could back up off me, which I really appreciated them. So I'm like, okay, cool. But it's one of those things to where you have to handle this situation correctly. Like I can't, in my head, instantly I thought, I can't get upset as much as I was upset. I can't because he's drunk and he's stupid. It is a big fucking man already in my face. And you kind of, you can't argue with stupid. Can't argue with stupid. You can't argue with drunk people. Exactly. So I'm just like, you know, just I'm going to keep myself together. And I'm just looking at these men. But at the same time, you can't like I would normally do in New York. Ignore the fuck out of you. You don't exist. You don't exist. But I'm not from here. And he's way in my face too much. And I'm like, all right, if I were to ignore him too much, then I would also get him upset because now I'm ignoring him. So it's like I'm going through these situations in my head. Like, it's really fucking weird. So he, he's just in my face. You guys are you guys got to go back. And you know what? With that whole situation, it's a shithole over there. Did you know? Like, it's just, it's a mess. That's why, that's why you guys can't bring all that mess over here. You gotta take wow, it Wow, wow. You can't bring Bro, that mess over here? You can't bring that mess over here because we asked for the hurricane to go. We asked for all these hundreds and thousands of people to die. And, and, and it's over. It's definitely over. I think it's over a thousand. I forgot the number. But it's definitely more than what's being reported on the news. As far as how many people actually died as a result of the hurricane. But that's another topic for another day. Um, yeah, this man was literally, but he's like getting in my face though. Like he's getting in my face. So, and I, at some point as I'm talking to him, I'm doing little responses. Just ha ha ha. Just trying to keep it light. So that way, you know, he doesn't get upset. Ironic, right? So he doesn't get upset. 
And I'm looking over the whole time at the, the cashiers, the, the store owners. And again, they're trying to take his direction, taking their, okay, your pool boy's ready, miss, blah, blah, blah. Here's your beer, here's your this, here's your that. So I'm trying to get out of there. He comes in my ear, in my personal bubble, and he tells me, you know what? It's okay. You guys can stay here, you know, because this is America. And I'm a, um, I'm going to say rag, but he used the F. And he what? was describing himself, describing himself. And that's where, where are we? What, what is happening? <laughs> and he goes, and that's frowned upon over here, too. And um, I, I just, I didn't even know. I was like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just got my, got my stuff. And so now I'm walking. So it's like a small space. And there's like a little section with like cupcakes and little, you know, it's a store. It had a little pop-up, the little stands in the middle. At this point, he's blocking the exit. So I'm like, if I walk around the other way, which is very obvious, but if I walk around the other way, then I could get from the side and I could exit the store. He comes around, but where are you going? And this man is huge. I'm telling you, he's like at least six three, six four. This is a big dude. He's like, but where are you going? But the night is early. The fireworks haven't gone off because it was July 4th. And I'm just like, oh, no, I got to go. I got to go meet my friend, you know. He's like, no, but it's still early. He's like, no, I'm tired. I got to go. He goes, oh, what's wrong with you? And then that's when I, I found, the, like, a little like a little snippet of the door open. And I just, shoo, just squeezed my way through there and got the fuck out with the quickness. So so it sounds like you had a great uh, time on vacation. That's what, it, that's, oh, what I'm ga- it was, that's what I'm gathering from this. It was it was amazing. I was out there for Essence Festival. Um which was a, it was a lot of fun. I wish I knew more about New Orleans traffic and was was more ready for that because we ended up missing some festivities behind traffic and they they blocked off you know sections for Lyft and Ubers so we couldn't always get to everything. But I saw Miguel, I saw Erica Badu, I saw Joe Scott. Jill Scott, I have a girl crush on Jill Scott. She is fucking gorgeous. I'm gonna throw that out there. I didn't, and it's like I don't know. I think Joe Scott like. Back in the days, you know, like Golden, you know, mm-hmm. Joe Scott to where she was cool and all, but she wasn't, you know, she's not Joe Scott now, especially Joe Scott recently divorced Joe Scott. She's hey, swerving, you she's know what I'm saying? She, she's like, let me remind this motherfucker what he just lost out on because he's stupid. Uh, it was such an amazing, amazing, amazing event. Um, part three of my Wind It Out. I know, guys, it's so long. Wow. Wow, There's I didn't more. know there was. I didn't know there was. And I parts. promise you, it's it's all it's all relevant because we're still on the race topic. Yay, New Orleans! Woo woo! Three for three. So, <laughs> last um lastly, here we are. We're leaving Essence Fest. It was amazing. Cool beans, whatever. Now we're just trying to find food, and we have little battery at this point. We just want to find food. As you recall earlier, I said. In New Orleans, everything closes for food pretty early, except the alcohol. You could count on alcohol, which we don't need anymore at this point. Now, we're trying to get to this one restaurant. Everybody is, like, the only one open, so it's super packed. I can't deal with that. I'm like, my anxiety, Courtney's anxiety. We're not trying to deal with that mess. There's this one spot. It was, I think it was just called Pizza and Beer. Good Lord. Now, we passed by it first on purpose. I'm like, I refuse to go in there. I could just tell it's trash. But, hey, it's pretty decently empty. Let's go in there. Let's check this out. We go in. The store, the the restaurant owner, it looks like it's just him and maybe his daughter. And 
it starts to get packed really quickly, and you can just tell, okay, he's, like, trying to turn people away. He was blatantly turning people away. But not everybody. Certain people, if you're catching my drift. And, all right, just like, oh, no, is you just hear him. Like, he was just so disheveled. You can tell he was not prepared. He's like, we can't support everybody. We just can't. Which I can... I can understand that as a consumer. You weren't expecting everybody from the fucking stadium to come into your restaurant. You know, like, you could only do so much if it's just especially y'all two, maybe one or two people in the back we didn't see. Who knows? I can I can understand that, but I'm going to need for you to get, like, some type of structure or, or lock your doors or something. Because there he is trying to be, he was literally looking for excuses. There's one party, it was a pretty big party. He was looking for excuses to turn them away. And we we're like, Wow. So we're already there waiting to get our orders in. He's going around taking some people's orders. And I'm just saying, he's like, it was a hot-ass mess. It was just a hot-ass mess. Anyway, insert this one tall Caucasian man in a nice little suit thinking that he's Mr. Bill Gates. I don't know. He walks in, and the man first and he starts off by like, hey, man, I can't. I just can't. I can't take in any more people. And then this is when I get upset. Because the man in the suit goes to him, hey, man, but come here. Like, let's let's talk. You know, let, let me and you talk. And he gets in his ear, whispering, which I'm right there. You're not whispering. He's like, hey, I'll pay whatever you want for the pizza. Just hook us up. Let's just get the pizza. You know, we'll take a pie. And the man's like, man, I don't know. I can't really. He's like, no, nah, I got you, man. Look, it's me. Like, I got you. Look, it's me. Like, he's. That look is me. He doesn't fucking know you. Because if he knew you, he would have recognized you from the moment you walked in. That look is me, for me, as L, was cold for look. I'm like, hook me up. That's how I took it. That's literally yeah. how I took it. And the way he did it. So then it gets further. So then um, he said, okay, cool. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, just give us an extra large pie or whatever. whatever. Okay, cool. He's going around. He's being, the owner's being really nasty to people. You know, he's telling people, oh, I can't take your order. I can't take your order. There's one girl who was like, how are you going to take his order? You didn't take our order yet. We've been here waiting. He just got here. And he's like, oh, yeah, man. Okay. No, I can't. Okay. I'll take yours. What do you guys want? And then Courtney's like, well, what about us then? We've been waiting here with them, and they've been waiting longer than us, but we were here before him. How are you going to take, take our order? And then, mind you, I didn't even want pizza. A bitch wanted some wings, but okay. And I was <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even want your fucking pizza because I didn't want to be disappointed. I'll just take some wings and call it a night. And so I'm just, he's like, oh, no, but I can't. I can't take your order. Remember, this is after a long-ass fucking day. And people, I mean, some drinks, but we weren't drunk by any means. People are tired. We're cranky. We're starving. We want food. People are irritable. So Courtney's like, man, well, maybe you should lock your doors then. If you can't service people, why do you why do you have your doors open? Just lock your doors so that people can stop coming in here. And then maybe you can service the people who are actually here who've been waiting. And he's like, oh, what do you want me to do? Now he gets he starts to get upset with Courtney. This is when I get upset. He's like, oh, what do you want me to do? She's like, lock your doors. It's that easy. So they're arguing. And then he's like, man, um, what do you want me to do? Like, I can't make a miracle. I can't make a miracle. And then Man with the suit chimes in. Oh, don't we just have some of mine? You can have some of my pizza. Instantly. Instantly upset. He said, You can have some of my pizza. Chris like, I don't want any of your stupid pizza. I don't want pizza. I don't want your pizza. I don't want your pizza. I don't want your pizza. I'm leaving. I'm done with this place. So then the man, but he's like yelling at Cordy. That's when I get upset. And then that's when I chime in, like, what the fuck is your problem? I said, it's quite simple. He, you keep asking, what do you want people to do? 
lock your fucking doors or actually service the people who are in here. You can't pick and choose who you decide you want to service to. And he was just like, oh, oh, you, what do you want me to do? You want me to call the Pope? You want me to call the Pope? Where's, he starts patting himself down. Where's the phone? Where's the phone? And, and I have my phone in my hand because I'm a lady. We have our phone in our hands all the time, right? So I was like, here's my phone. Use my phone. Here, dial him. Call him. Call him up. Call him up right now. Put his number. Put, put his number in. Let's call the Pope. Let's call the Pope. He should be up right now, right? And he's like, no, nah, I don't understand. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'm like, what I want to do is make the fucking pizza because your fucking job. Make the fucking pizza. That's all I want to do. You don't got to call no fucking Pope. You don't got to call the Pope. Pope got nothing to do with this. I said, but the fact that you're going to pick and choose who you decide to serve, that's the problem here. That's the fucking problem. And then that's when I left. I mean, he's a fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Oh, my gosh. But, like, the blatant disrespect and... The fact that that man in a suit, he literally used his white card. Like, like he literally used that card. That's what got me. That's what got me. Besides, the owner was a dumbass. He was drunk, from what I could tell as well. But the other guy in the suit, he also pissed me off. Because it's like, you have a whole restaurant full of people. Why do you feel more special than anybody else? Excuse me, in here. To where only you could get service. I got money too, motherfucker. I just, uh, I just bought a house. I'm gonna throw that out there. Yes, a bitch just bought a house. I got house money, motherfucker. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Right I here, starting now. Right here, starting now. I'm just saying by my damn self. I'm pretty sure I could afford to pay a fucking piece of pie. And even if I was to slide a little something extra, I fucking could. Because what makes you think that I couldn't? Feel I me? mean. I mean, Puerto Rican is like, you know, it's different. It's not really like, it's not really like USA, you know what I'm saying? It's not US it's money. Not like, it's not America. Y'all aren't, y'all aren't like, y'all aren't like citizens. Y'all are just kind of like, you're you know right. what I'm saying? Y'all are a whole other country. Right. Y'all aren't part of America. You're right. But let me remind so, you of something. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Alleged, I am very much. Allegedly. I very much. I can show or, you my birth certificate, but I don't have to. Who the fuck are you? You asking, you asking for birth certificate? Orlando, stand up. We out here. Orlando, Orlando. Um, that's the second home. Look, man, I'm I'm gonna get off my rant because I feel like I was on that way too long. But I promised you guys it was gonna be a good wind it out. Uh, New Orleans was a lot of fun. It did not disappoint. At the end, we ended up having a lot of fun. But I felt like I was in a twilight zone from motherfucking jump. I was hit with every single type of stereotism, uh, racism situation or racist situation. I was like, are you for real? You're pulling my hair? This motherfucker going off on me about being Puerto Rican and it not being a state. I got this one over here not wanting to serve us food. Like, he literally didn't want to serve us food. But he wanted to serve the other guy in the suit food. Because the other guy in the suit felt his money was better than mine. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to open up. I'm hot. Like, I'm we're hot gonna, right <laughs> We're going to We're going to open up. We're gonna open up L's DMs, right? And Ooh. we want we want the people of Twitter to apply for the position of a travel partner, a travel companion for L. <laughs> so whenever she travels, she can have someone with her to That's so funny. P- protect her and be a buffer for things like this. So when you see someone going to grab her hair or you know trying to <laughs> you know <laughs> make racist comments, you can be there to yeah. prevent that. So get in my face. So get so let's get in the DMs. Give her let her know why you should be her travel guide or travel agent, her traveling buddy. You know what Mm. I'm saying? Like let's let's get some people out here so we can help (laughs) you 
while you're trying to relax. So everybody, let's start pounding the DMs right now. Crazy. All right. So <laughs> per per usual, per usual, as South Breeze would would want, we normally end with a uh, a teaspoon of stupid. Now, a teaspoon of stupid is usually used for someone that tweets something that is stupid. It's pretty self-explanatory. Pretty simple. You can follow, we, right? We read off the tweet, you go to that person's Twitter account, and you pretty much send a bunch of spoons to them. Now, we're gonna we're gonna make this pretty quick because it's it's just not a good look. And mm, who got it this I'm, week? I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. And I I feel like we're bullying this kid at this point, but KJ. Oh, KJ. KJ, KJ, you, Ooh. you and your music tweets, you, you got to stop because you're embarrassing yourself. Your Twitter page is not on private. Everybody can see what you're tweeting. Now, let's go. Let's let's go back to how this started out. Um, there, were, there was a there was a discussion on Twitter about who had the best uh, debut album out of California. And it was between uh, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, Kendrick, and the game. And KJ decided to get on his Twitter with his parents' permission and say, <laughs> man, I'm going to hand it to Snoop because that one album has carried this dude for 20-plus years. And an adult, Ooh. an adult, a smart Ooh. adult, shout out to Chuck the Decoy, rightfully, <laughs> rightfully so, got in his mentions and said, one album with three question marks and a face bomb. Kudos, I feel, kudos to Chuck the Decoy. For I'm trying so to awkward listening KJ. to this. Oh, <laughs> no. I can't shout out, you. Shout out to Chuck for, for getting in his mentions and trying to correct him and trying to, trying to lead him down the right path. But KJ he decided... to release another album, his Christian album. Yes. He did some songs over at Essence. He started... <laughs> He started off with like the OG shit and then he ended up with like a choir. It was like the most intense stage setting. It was so much fun. Um so that already it. debunks this one album it's, theory it's, that KJ has. This is this is K Ay, this is KJ. Bonito. So then so then KJ decided to get on his parents' Wi-Fi and say one <laughs> album. Yep. Name me another album by him that had hits like Doggy Style. Now let's Ooh. let's go ahead and dissect this. Now, first off, I don't know if KJ should be over here talking about doggy style. Like, I don't know if he's old enough to be talking about that. Second of all, second of all, doggy style came out in 1993. I'm not even sure KJ was born when this album dropped. So I don't know why he's writing so hard for an album that he wasn't even alive to listen to. Third of all, third of all, Drop it like it's hot. That's not on Doggy Style, and that's a hit. Uh, Sensual Seduction, not on Doggy Style. It's a hit. Beautiful, not on Doggy Style. That's a hit. What's my name? Not on Doggy Style. Still a hit. And you know what? Honestly, I told KJ this a couple of days ago. I said, KJ, I want you to get on the internet because he's in summer vacation because he's in elementary school, so he's got the free time to do this. (laughs) I told him to go out and do some research on Snoop Dogg because he is a legendary rapper. He's been in the game for almost 30 years. And I told him, hey, do your research. Listen to some of his music. You know, if your parents l- let you listen to the uncensored ones, you can do Ooh. that. If, if not, then you can still listen to the censored ones. You'll still get the vibe. 
You'll still enjoy through, it. You know? Go through Snoop's catalog, listen to the music, and you will see that Snoop Dogg has had more hits and better albums. He didn't just live off a of doggy style. And you will stop putting, you will stop putting out dumb tweets like this. So I want everybody that's listening right now to pause the podcast, go to Twitter, go to at hoop KJ Hoop, H-O-O-P-K-J-H-O-O-P, and just hit him with a bunch of spoons because he's wilding out here. He needs some guidance. Shout out to Chuck the, De- the decoy for trying to help him out. But KJ, I'm gonna need you to do your homework because we can't have you out here wilding in these Twitter street, streets acting the fool. It's a damn shame. You got to do Oof. better. You got to do better. Oof. All right. I can't even. I can't even try to defend you. And I try to defend the youngsters. I do. I have a sm- I have a soft spot for the kids. You know. I feel like I failed him. Oh. I feel like I failed him as a mentor. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, I'm gonna give myself the teaspoon of stew because Ooh. I have led. I have led him astray, and I haven't been doing my job as his mentor. So KJ, I'm going. I'm gonna do better by you, so you don't tweet anything stupid like that again. So that's that's it. We're done. Um, L, do you have any any shout outs? Um. Oh gosh! Shout out to everybody who supports the podcast, who supports all of my Instagram pages. Because um, <laughs> 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 it's like I'm posting the same thing on two different accounts. So I appreciate all of you guys who follow me on the El Chapa Twenty Seven on Instagram, who follow me on Twitter. All my friends, I love you guys. Um, yeah, I can't think straight. I'm still stuck on KJ right now, and I'm trying to catch my breath. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my poor baby. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad. But uh, I'll just, you know, just the usual shout out to everybody that supported us. Go to Apple Podcasts, give a five-star review. Uh, grab your mom's phone. Grab your dad's phone. Grab your kid's phone. Do it on their phone also. We drop every Monday the committee podcast. We're on SoundCloud, we're on Apple Podcasts. And since South Breeze isn't here to give his quote, I'm going to give a quote of my own. Yay! Um, <laughs> it is They say abs are made in the kitchen, but so is meth. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> yeah, nigga. I'm still fucking with you. Still waters run deep. Still Snoop Dogg and D.R.A. Nah, nah, nigga. Guess who's back? Steve. Still doing that shit, Andre? Oh, for sure.